0: Log Talk Radio. April, roll late, right after it. Yeah. Yeah. No, if I have to, I will go ahead. And- Welcome to the Motor Mouth Milded Radio Show. You have reached the man Motor Mouth himself. Welcome. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for listening to an archived version of the show. You can call in tonight at 347-945-7975. Got a lot of things I want to talk about. The key word of the day, the key word of the day is suspension. Suspension is all over professional sports. We've got players getting suspended for drugs and swinging helmets and coaches and everything else. We're also going to talk a little bit, uh, excuse me, uh, about um, some football. A couple of quarterbacks have been named starters for week one. And then there's a story coming out of a small town in Oklahoma that I want to address at the very end. But hopefully we can get some people to call in and have some discussions about some of this. As I said, tonight's show is going to be about suspensions mostly. We've got Von Miller, outside linebacker for the Denver Broncos, another former Texaner, Maggie, who has been looming over his head for the last couple of weeks that he was going to get suspended. Initially, the word was that it was going to be four games. Uh, The word came down today that he's actually going to be suspended for six games for violating the league's policy on drugs. And the interesting thing about that is he was already in the program because he had had an incident, I believe, back in 2011. So he was already in the program. And it wasn't that he swept a drug test again. This time it was for something other than that, which could have been something as and missing a meeting, um, having a drug test that didn't look like it was legitimate. But in either case, he decided that he's not going to fight the suspension and he's going to take his six games. He's going to have a six, uh, ten-game season and come back and hopefully uh, <clears throat> help the Broncos. And it definitely does, this suspension will definitely hurt the team. He apologized for that, but it will hurt the team because not only will he not be playing on the defense, but they've already lost Elvis Dumaville who was one of the better players last year, who's now the other outside linebacker. And they lost him because the agent for Elvis Dumasville was late faxing in his paperwork, so Elvis became a free agent and ended up on another team. So the Broncos, as many powers, uh, as many uh, weapons as they have on offense, they are going to be in some serious trouble on their defense. They've got an aging cornerback in uh, Champ Bailey, uh, questionable line, so it, it may be another situation just like with Philly where they'll just have to outscore everybody to win anything. Um, but Von Miller, you know, this whole offseason has been uh, way too much of the wrong kind of publicity for him. Uh, he's got this hanging over his head now, and he already had been arrested uh, this offseason, and uh, just a couple of weeks ago for uh, outstanding uh, traffic tickets. Which you know, with what those guys make, you would think that they could just write a check or appear and then take care of whatever they need to take care of. But unfortunately, uh, he didn't take care of his business. Hopefully, some maturity will will take effect. And uh, one of the things that kind of bothered me today was that. Uh, uh, one of the bottlehead shows they were uh, raking him over the coals about you know some of the things that he has done and he had been victim to and how much is hurting his career and hurting his team and one of the guys that was talking was recently inducted Chris Carter who had his own issues when he was with the Philadelphia Eagles early in his career and he turned it around and you know became a great receiver all of fame receiver and he I would have liked to have seen him be a little bit more supportive or at least maybe uh, more of a, uh, a guiding, a beacon into what Vaughn could do with his life after these incidents and that what he the fact that he would hope that Vaughn would get, put himself on. But, again, that's just me being on my high horse. As I said, suspicions were the hot topic of the day. Another suspension was handed down today in Major League Baseball. It's like both major sports that are in effect, Decided that they were going to have a suspension war, and uh, pitcher Ryan Dempster of the Boston Red Sox was suspended five games and fined uh, an undisclosed amount for uh, intentionally, what the league deemed intentionally, throwing at Alex Rodriguez, Alex Rodriguez, better known as A-Rod. Now, the at bat when this took place was. You you can look at it a couple of different ways. You can say, okay, maybe it was an accident, but the first pitch went behind Alex's knees, which I'm thinking, okay, that don't normally happen. And then the second and third pitches were the second and third pitches were thrown inside, and then the fourth pitch glanced off his elbow and hit him square in the back. So I mean, I I don't think that that there was any. accident about it. Uh, it seemed like Ryan Dempster decided that he was going to take uh, matters into his own hands and be judge, jury, and prosecutor over uh, A-Rod's situation with his suspension. I guess he doesn't agree with what happened, so he decided to take it into his own hands and, and took a shot at him. Um, New York Yankees manager Joe Girardi uh, was also fined $5,000 for arguing with the uh, home plate umpire who after the incident decided that he was going to issue warnings to both benches. My opinion, and I agree with Joe Girardi, that that should have been an immediate ejection. The, the warning should have come earlier when he threw behind him, uh, behind his legs, and then immediately after he was plunked, he should have been tossed out of the game. Uh, Girardi went out to defend his player. Uh, both benches cleared. Players, uh, uh, you know, swarm the field, much to do about nothing. But the end result of the whole incident was I believe it was the next at bat or, or two at bats later, uh, A Rod was facing Dempster again and took him over the fence. And that is the great vindication, that is the great uh, get back, the great uh, justifying uh, what you can do uh, for a batter when he gets hit is to take the same picture. A uh, yard, and, and as you saw, if you saw the video, as A Rod was rounding the bases, he, he was uh, using some explic- explicitness uh, toward the pitcher, and uh, justifiably so. Now, with this, with this whole incident, especially with A Rod coming back and being a uh, lightning rod for the league and getting booted the way it goes, Yankees are actually playing better ball. They're not completely out of this. A few days ago, I said that they were. Uh, but I don't think that they're out of it now, and they're only five and a half games out of first place and uh, out of uh, wild card, and they're seven games behind the Red Sox. You still got about almost 50 games left in the season, so you uh, know just about anything can happen. So it'll be interesting to see what goes on and how the Yankees actually progress after this. Uh, we do have another suspension that we're going to talk about in a minute, but I do want to give out the vital information. Again, you're listening to the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. That phone number is 347-945-7975. If you're looking at making a donation or sending us a note via snail mail, you can reach us at the Motormouth Mosley Man Cave, P.O. Box 5, Reban, Georgia 30074. You can hit us up on Twitter at NM 24 Send us an email, motormouthmosley at AOL.com. And please go to our Facebook page, our Facebook page, which is the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. And uh, click on like, And uh, I'll be looking forward to you. It looks like we've got a caller on one of the lines. Let's see if he wants to talk.
1: Hey, I don't want to. I don't want to talk. Uncle Bill. I want to get fucked in the ass by a horse right now. That's what I want to do. Make my anus bleed.
0: Okay. He will never get on the show again classless we don't have that kind of a show here we try to keep it clean we keep it respectful uh, people who want to play those kind of games just don't even bother don't even bother punching the digits to call in but here um, back to the suspensions Now the NFL issued uh, another suspension today and that was for Antonio Smith who was a defensive lineman for the Houston Texans uh, he was suspended For the remainder of the season, uh, on the preseason, which are two more games, which is basically a good thing because a lot of guys would love to get suspended for the rest. And um, he's going to get suspended also for the first game of the regular season. And what he's getting suspended for was he and Richie Incognito, who is an offensive lineman for the Miami Dolphins, who had a little tiff during the game the other night, preseason game. And it resulted in Smith yanking the helmet off of Richie Incognito and swinging at him. It wasn't a full swing. It was somewhat of an abbreviated swing, but it was a swing nonetheless. And uh, Smith uh, and Incognito actually have a history going back to last season when Smith was fined $21,000 uh, it ultimately got reduced down to eleven thousand, but he got he got fined for kicking Incognito. So in this week's incident, if you look at the entire video of what initially happened, which you know ESPN only shows part of it now, but if you look at the whole entire video, it shows that the Incognito grabbed him by the face mask, and in retaliation, Smith ripped off Incognito's helmet and took the big swing. Of course, you know, it's always one of those deals that the second guy who gets caught is the is guilty party. Uh, he's the one who gets the punishment. But, it, you know, with with all the cameras and all of everything that, you know, you can't do anything on the field anymore and get away with it. Uh, and, and it's not like Richie and Cardino is known as uh, – a Boy Scout either. He's he's the modern day version of you guys my age. You may know a little bit about football back in the old days. He's modern day version of Conrad Dobler, You know one of the greatest linemen that ever played a game. Was known for doing you know despicable things in 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 in, uh, in the trenches. And it seems like that these two have you know a little tiff going back and forth. And you know the sad thing about it is, in my opinion, it looked like both of them should receive some some sort of fine. Uh, one thing I, I did forget to mention about the uh, Dempster situation: uh, initially, they had said that the Ryan, De- that Ryan Dempster was getting fined an undisclosed amount. but ultimately, when, when it sounds like, and the word on the street is that Dempster is actually getting fined twenty five hundred dollars. And Joe Girardi is getting fined $5,000. Now, Birster just signed a two year, $26 million contract. What in the world is a five game suspension where he's a pitcher? He only pitches every five days. So he misses one rotation, and, 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 and somebody takes a nickel from him virtually. So. I know Girardi's situation, he was protecting his player, but what he was also was hoping that a message would be sent that you may not agree, you may agree with what's going on with Alex Rodriguez and the suspension and his appeal and being able to play. This tap on the wrist isn't going to deter anybody else from taking pot shots at him that doesn't agree with what Rodriguez has allowed him to do. So, you know, it was great to see. I'm not a Yankee fan. I'm not a Red Sox fan. But it was great to see A-Rod's teammates actually come to his defense. And, um, you know, I, it was it was great because I'm, I'm a big team guy, and you may not agree with something that a teammate does, but you still got his back in the, in the time of battle. Um, another note that I wanted to talk about a little bit, NFL stuff. After since we're done with the suspensions, at least for the minute being, I'm sure there'll be some more. But um, two coaches, Rob Chudzinski and Chip Kelly, for some odd reason, and I guess I played into it myself because here I am talking about it. They felt it so necessary to name their starting quarterbacks for the opening uh, opening regular season game, Philadelphia coached by Chip Kelly for Bill Morgan, did the obvious. Went on a big limb. No, he didn't. He picked Michael Nick to do the old thing they started over Nick Foles, two year player, three year player out of Arizona, and rookie Matt Barkley. This offense that he runs, if you know anything about the game of football, if you know anything about offense, you Know that this is the type of offense that fits Michael Vick's skill set better than any quarterback they have on their roster. In fact, um, we got into our uh, discussion a couple of days ago where we were deciding on which one of these backups would probably be trade bait, um, whether it be Nick Foles or Matt Barkley. But um, in today's NFL and with Michael Vick having a history of not being able to play an entire season. I think he played 16 games one year. I think that was back in 2006. Um, You need to have two or three quality backup uh, quarterbacks because Vic's not going to last the whole season. Now, I think it's ironic that they always talk about how he needs to stay healthy, how he needs to keep himself healthy. What about his linemen? Isn't it their job to keep guys off of him? And I do understand that Vic has gotten hurt down the field running, and he do need he does need to learn how to slide, get out of bounds, and and not take direct hits because he's not the biggest guy. They list him at about six foot six one, and he's probably that at best, and he's probably is in the low two hundred. So he's not a big quarterback. He'll never get mistaken for a Ben Roethlisberger, but it, it just seems like that they put more of the emphasis that he needs to stay healthy, whereas. You know, Andy Reid, June Jones, all his former coaches should have done a better job of getting linemen that could protect him. But, again, I'm a high horse. And then the Cleveland Browns, in a really who cares situation, have announced that Brandon Whedon will be the starter over Jason Campbell, who was formerly of the Raiders, formerly of the Redskins, I don't think the Browns are going to be that great in the first place. If they're lucky, they'll be 8-8. Eight eight. Uh, Whedon is a decent quarterback. I don't think he's going to set anybody's passing records, and I don't really believe that Jason Campbell is that great. If that team is going to have any success, it's, not going, to have, it's going to have very little to do with their quarterbacks. It's going to have more to do with getting their defense in line and having a good running game with Trent Richardson. Um They've got a couple of decent wide receivers. We'll see how well, you know, they blossom. But, you know, again, my opinion, the few news was kind of news uh, just because Michael Vick's involved, just because it's in FC East, just because Chip Kelly, formerly of Oregon, you know, all these little things just because that funky little speed spread pistol uh, lead offense that they're going to run, no huddle. Uh, so that's a little bit more news. Uh, you know, the the, the Cleveland thing, Yeah, who cares? Now, I've got about 11 more minutes left, and I probably won't use it all unless I get some callers to call in. But I did want to touch on a subject, a serious, very serious subject out of Oklahoma. And I want you to listen to this name, and I want you to pay attention. Christopher Lane from Australia. Christopher Lane from Australia. Was murdered by three teenagers ages 15, 16,
1: and 17.
0: Three teenagers decided that they were bored. I'm sure they're not the first teenagers to be bored. In Oklahoma, but they decided that they were bored, and they decided while well, this young man, who was a young catcher at a small little college in Oklahoma, he was visiting his girlfriend in this little town and had gone for a jog and These teenagers decided to break their boredom, not doing something constructive not go help somebody, but decided that they were going to shoot him, and they murdered this young man. Two of these young men, these young boys, are, of course, waiting trial. They've been two of them have been charged with first degree murder. Oklahoma doesn't have capital punishment. So they are looking at life in prison, and the third boy is looking at charges of being an accessory to murder after the fact. One of the young men, and it doesn't—the story doesn't really tell which one—sounds like he's turned state evidence, and it's just a sad situation because I'm don't, i not going to even mention their name. Just like I won't mention Trayvon Martin's name again, I won't mention these boys' names, because they're cowards, and what they did was just brutal and unjust. Uh, my prayers go out to the Christopher Lane family and his girlfriend, and uh, unfortunately I think this story is probably going to get a little bit more play, because I'm sure some people will put race into this, although the three teenagers were of diverse ethnicities. But I'm sure that somebody will get this and run with it and make it more about these killers than it is about the, this poor young man who did nothing to no one and has lost his life. Now, I've got to call, lighten things up a little bit. It looks like my favorite place kicker outside of Jim Asmus uh, is on the line. And I hope you don't take any offense at that, but I've always told Jim that he's my favorite kicker because I love saying La Puente. (laughs) That's where he's from. But how's it going, Coach Howard? How's your day?
1: I'm doing great. Can you hear me?
0: (laughs) I hear you. I hear you just well. I had you on hold because I wanted to talk about that that bad, tragic situation in Oklahoma. But I, I hope you've got something good to talk about. What's going on?
1: Well, well. First, to make a correction, I was never a place kicker. I was a punter. A big difference. Oh, I thought you did a little <laughs> bit
0: of both. Yes, there is. there is. Place kickers are athletes. We're not sure what punters are, right? Yeah. Okay, I got you. <laughs>
1: It's actually the other way around. Most most punters were athletes. They played another position. The kickers are the ones that are, came straight out the soccer field. This you is play, you play your favorite sports, soccer. <laughs> or, or,
0: or a girl who played soccer. a <laughs> play kicker. Oh, yeah, my, my Not, i those.
1: I tell you, I'm just excited that we're on the third week of preseason football. That means it's getting close to the actual real game of football. Um, this yes. third week is usually this third week is usually when they when they start game planning and the starters usually get a little bit more time. And then the fourth week is usually when they pull the starters and then they they look at who's going to actually make the 53 man roster.
0: So I'm getting excited. Absolutely, that fourth that fourth week is evaluation. Um, the third week is uh probably for about three quarters will be a dress rehearsal, and we'll get to see uh the guys that at least are healthy. We'll get to see those guys actually get on the field and play some real football at least for probably about three quarters. And then you're right, next week will be a bunch of guys fighting for their NFL careers. And then uh the following Thursday after that fourth week, we will have football. So yeah, I agree. It's getting close. It's getting exciting. Um, it's it's been a fun it's been a it's been a fun preseason. Unfortunately, it seems like there's been a lot of injuries. And um, I was watching today, and I saw where some guys were uh, questioning this uh, collective bargaining agreement that has cut workouts. Uh, you know, to basically pancake a uh, two hand touch, and you know, you don't allow the you know, I have so many poor days, and uh, it's it's nothing like you know old football. And I and and the question has been: is it is this the result uh, of these injuries that we're getting more of? And I think
1: I think I think it's that uh, because you you're looking at an ex, extended season, you know, it, you know, 16 games of regular season it takes its toll on the body. So ha- having, you know, this limited hitting and, and so forth during the practices leading up to game one of the regular season, yeah, I think you're going to get some injuries. You just got to hope and pray that the injuries that are sustained during the four preseason games are not serious to especially the starters who have to
0: play during the regular season. Yeah. But it seems unfortunately like that that has been exactly what has happened. And I saw I saw another discussion where they were talking about that these new rules uh and and who they were talking about was the tight end fella who got who uh, uh Flynn, I think his name is who got uh his knees taken out, uh blew out his knee on a tackle, uh some guy called it a cheap shot, but I heard a discussion earlier but they were talking about with these new rules they are so focused on head shots and defensive players and helmet to helmet contact that, especially downfield, that DBs are now feeling that they have to take the legs out from under players because it's too risky for them to take, you know, to go and tackle the way football is supposed to be played. So, you know, the, the whole mindset now is instead of, you know, old form tackling. Because uh, if you touch a guy's helmet you know, It's penalty and a fine And these guys they, they can't afford that On every hit and it's changing the game And now guys are going low And it's taking guys knees out So you know What is going to be our next step You can't hit high you can't hit low um, it, It's The game is changing and, and I understand that they're You know conscious about concussions And safety and and you know the future of these players, but at some point in time, you know this is still football.
1: Now, now, do you think that it's because of the technology of the equipment? You know, going from the no helmet to the leather helmets to the face masks, uh, that that now players are 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 tackling a lot differently than they used to back then.
0: Well, I I, I don't. I don't think that it is as much of a factor as what is really a factor. To me, there are two major factors. And, and one, I, I consider the NFL and ESPN extremely hypocritical because what do they show more than anything else? Big hits. You know, you blow a guy up, you take a guy down, that's the one thing that they want to highlight, but that's the one thing that these guys are getting fined for. So you try to go make the big hit, which you know gets everybody going ooh and ah but on the other hand you you going to have to dig it in your pocket. Someone the other day said that they should go back to faceless hel- uh face uh face mask helmets that guys wouldn't be so eager to stick their heads in if their their faces were exposed. That yeah. may be some validity there. But I mean I, I, come on <laughs> so we're gonna go back to leather helmet days, but I don't think that it is the technology as much as it is the size and speed and strength and power of today's NFL athlete. I mean, when you got guys who are six foot four and weigh two hundred and fifty pounds, like this kid coming out of South Carolina, Jadavian Clowney, 6'5", 265, runs a 4440.) <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bronco Nagurski never ran a four four forty. You know, Buckus, as bad of a man as he was, didn't have that kind of power. And, and you know, if you look back at players 30, 40 years ago, you had offensive linemen who weighed 220 pounds. Yeah. That's a safety now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a safety who was a 4-5. So, uh, to me, it's, you know, we used to say football is a contact p- sport, Football is the definition of a collision sport. And if you're going to play the game, to some degree, I think you can try to do some safety uh, precautions, but I think it's just the nature of the beast. That's just what the game is.
1: My opinion, my
0: take, um, I I don't know what you can do about it. You can't go low, you can't go high. Uh, It it pains me to see a quote-unquote good tackle get penalized in today's football. But uh, the commissioner and the owners, and uh, they, they claim to be concerned about health because some of these former players with concussion issues have sued, and they're still suing. I saw Kyle Brady and Wayne Quebec uh, are having issues. But, again, that's my take on it. I think it's more just the size of the animal and part of the game. Unfortunately, I'm happy I'm old enough not to be playing anymore. And one importantly, I'm happy I'm out of shape enough where I don't even think about playing anymore. Thank you, Coach Howard, for calling me in. Uh, you have been listening to the Motormouth Mosley radio show. Stay tuned on, Tuesday, on Thursday night. The show will change on Thursday night. We will have a scandal night. We're going to have a guest caller come in. And for you people who aren't in the sports and want to talk about something, we're going to talk about the show scandal. Have a great rest of your week. Talk to you on Tuesday night, uh, Thursday night. Have a blessed one. Again, thanks for listening. You've reached Motormouth Mosley. Aloha. goes up.